Dicey Performance is recorded at Umeå Folk Universitetet. It contains adult themes and adult language. Hello everyone and welcome to Dice Performance Does Moon's Edge. It's us, it's me, I'm James Kitchen, your host and GM and person what does things and voices people. Um, with mm. me today I have... Leon Sheerholz playing Quinn. So I guess I'm playing Jane Hicks. Ah, where's and the melody? Come on. Shooba dooba doop doop doop. <laughs> Jane Hicks. <laughs> Jane Hicks, Auntie Jay, your local nanny. Anyhow. Oh, wow. Uh, and Genevieve was playing Jamie Bloom. So, last episode. I am episode. tone deaf, so don't even. Anticlimactic. Uh, I know, I'm extremely <laughs> tone deaf. We solved tone a deaf. musical puzzle, and this is all we get. Children behave. Well, sure. I've, I've named that episode Steinway and Son. Because <laughs> piano and yes. Murak, and I just, ooh. And, ooh. Yeah, that works. Such a good episode. Also, we should, stone in the basement. I, next time we record, uh-huh. I need to make a video of you doing the opening with your arms. With my arms, because I always so stick can, my arms out so like I'm flying. Always, so we That's can put like this. I need to get air in my lungs. So we can put this on Instagram and, and be like, this is what we talk about when we he says have, that. We have limited he... time, children. Let's get started. We do. Okay. So last Sorry. episode, you guys had a sit down. You guys had a sit down with Sly or Talia Fax, the information broker, who give you not much information she no. she basically well you you had no money to give her and she asked you to do something for her for like the big question which was who killed brian pemble so you're going to go back later and jamie's going to be in a fight pit for her whilst people bet on you um, you gave her a bit of information about alice being a black coat jane's daughter well, and honestly speaking her trying to find out more about that would be more in her disfavor than anything, so yeah, I you, don't you care. were happy to give that up. And oh, yeah. Aaron Slacks being Jane's ex, yeah, so she knows that now. And you found out that she's had dealings with uh, Aaron Slacks as well, or Aaron Slacks' master, whatever he serves, yep. Um, and you were sent with Terry, Ooh. the horror child. <laughs> Well, yes. Who's weirdly um, cute. Well, he's becoming weirdly cute in the way he acts. It's really funny to have him, like, every time my, like, Jamie speaks, he's like, oh my god, there is a voice. There is a in voice. The void. He's slowly getting used to you. Good. You, you're basically a ghost. Nice. Um, so he's, he's following along with you and has not given you a reason at all. Um, we haven't asked him either. No, you haven't. Um, you went to General's General's. And he has sent you on your way to the blacksmith. You are... Through a hole in the floor. We're now falling. You are falling. For you abruptly long? stop falling about two seconds after you start falling. And Quinn tries to save himself with a failed magical boundary. Do we touch anything when we stop falling or... The ground. Ah. It's, <laughs> it's not a long fall and you take zero damage. As you look around... Terry is just standing there as if he landed straight on his feet with no, like, bounce back. Cool. You were right, lad. That was fun. Why are you following us anyway? Interesting. Okay. You might need protection. And 
Can I ask what you have in your bag? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk later then. Request Bye. denied. In, again, when you talk, he just kind of looks in your general direction and is like, what? What? Huh? Like he's he is getting used to you being there, but you are very much like a disembodied voice to him. So yeah. can we find out what's in your bag later? Maybe. Okay. And I and I and I like kind of like whisper to Quinn like, why does he not see me? I'm confused. No magic in general doesn't oh. really seem to be okay. around you. It's all right. Let's head to the next yeah, let's, let's. By the way, Terry. Hello. How, how do you do that? How do I do what? That other people just don't notice you. Look at me. Roll an insight for me. Oh, God. I was going to say, like, he's a creepy child. People will avoid him. For sure. Fuck. Your threshold's a two. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, why, why can't you have these rolls when I'm rolling a d I just roll better when it's against you. Of course. Like, don't my dice already hate me. Like, not three the ones and that I'm eight. I do succeed. You succeed. When oh. when you look at him, you you see like the general aura of magic he has around him. You see the two shining balls in his face that are you know allowing him to see. And as as he's like finishes saying, "Look at me," and you flick to this like detect magic vision, he starts like exuding basically intimidation, and you feel it creep into your mind and. As as this is happening, all you want to do is just turn away. You just want to like not be looking at this child anymore. Just out of curiosity, we've had this that before with Harry Harrison, who was able to do some weird mind magic. And there, I think I tried, but I failed. Can I try and block him off? Um, yeah. Um, mm -mm -mm, mm -mm -mm. Roll me a metal. Do the rest of us notice this effect as well? Like, you, you see... Well, yeah, this, the second the effect goes off, you all kind of just want to look away from this kid because he gives off the vibe like he might just... Like, like a dog backed into a corner. You just kind of want to put some space between you and him. Can we resist as well? You can totally resist as well. Like, everyone roll your metal. What's the threshold? The but threshold's like, a... Like, like what? What what sense does it make for me to roll? You are completely right. This basically doesn't affect you. It affects me. Yeah, so, yeah. So that, that, I'm just confused because you said like everyone roll me metal, and I'm like, but I if I don't if he can't see me, minus success. What what does that? You don't know mean? your threshold, yeah. You said six. I said seven. I I said, but I didn't get the word ever uh, out. It's seven. Did you still minus success? Still minus success, Quinn. A one and a two, so a no. No. Oh. All, like, as you're trying to resist this, you, like, you, you don't resist it whilst you're looking at him, but when you turn away, it kind of fades. So, right. you don't succeed by the, like, determination of your own self. Jane, you, you look at him, and, like, you see just... Like, you, you feel anger from this kid just creep into your mind, and your, like, mothering instincts take over, and you kind of just want to be like, oh, he needs space. We should, you know, ooh, I, I, I should just leave him alone, and he'll calm down kind of a thing. But the, the like, feeling to do that 
is not like of your own volition. It's not like you've intentionally gone. Do I notice yeah. that this isn't mine? Yeah, yeah. You completely like you See. understand that this is a magical effect that has been put on you from him. I go up to him and say, "We notice what you wanted to show, child. That's enough." Okay. And it just fades again. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just trying to shake this off and then like keep walking to wherever we can. Let's go to the smith, essentially. Quint, you, you, like, with your understanding of magic, you realize that basically out on the streets, he's been doing this, but none of you were looking at him. Like, he was just following behind you. You were all facing forwards when you were out on the streets and things. Hmm. So he can do that to basically everyone. It's just like an aura of his... It's, yeah, it's just an aura hmm. of, like, line of sight kind of a thing. Uh, area of effect, maybe? Pretty much more like center around himself. Mm. Um, so as you get up in this, it's it's basically like a sewer. You're oh yeah, in. can we actually see, or do I have to create a light? You can see nothing. I create a light. You do that. Now you can fingers. see something. Um, you you like one wall where you are down in this tunnel is like blocked off, and you can only go one way. And as you head that way, you walk about forty foot. And you find a ladder. And you have no other option, really. You go up this... I just start climbing. Yeah, you go up the ladder. And at the top of the ladder, there's like a trap door. And you open... Like, who's first in... Yeah. So, Jane, you open this hatch. And you come up through the floor in literally the building next door to the generals. And the... Um, what is surrounding you is like, as you first come up, is just metal. There's just metal everywhere. There's bolts on the floor. There is like metal plating and just scraps of things just strewn all over the place. And as you kind of stand up and, and get to your feet and people are following up behind you, you're in like a forge shop floor. There is, it's, it's circular in nature and the walls are just stacked up with like metal accoutrement and there's like arms hanging metal arms and limbs hanging there's um and there is a like shop front window but it is so like blocked up with shit that there's no light from outside the minimum light from the street lamps and things that there is there's none of that really coming in most of the light in this room is coming from this central circular furnace and what kind of light is that is it purple is it actual fire it's actual fire um there are some large and i mean like big silo-esque uh magic capacitors like in the back just glowing away so they 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 would give a purple glow out and the ceiling like from the bit where you are at like there's in this circular room you've got like an inner circle where the forge is and an outer circle and the outer circle's got a ceiling the inner circle it just keeps going up and do you close the trapdoor again yeah yeah so everyone's in this room there is what looks like should be a massive pile of metal where a countertop would be um and you can kind of see like the corners of a, a, a desk basically poking out of it 
I go up and grab two pieces of loose metal and kind of bang them together like, excuse me, is there anyone in here? As you do that, there's a, like, rope hanging from this, like, lifted ceiling in, in the center. And as you start making noise, the rope slowly goes up and you hear, like, a metallic clinking like a pulley system. Whilst, whilst you're here alone and you've not found the smithy yet, uh, do any of you want to make perception checks yep. around the place? I would more like go for a detect magic thing to see what stuff is hanging on the walls around us. Okay. What's, the perce- what's my perception threshold? Uh, your perception threshold is two. Uh, also, can I add as well... Wait, let me check. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Eight. Okay, it's full success. Okay. I technically couldn't have failed this one. No, you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know me. I'm probably going to fail. Well, I was only thinking from my own perspective since I have plus two in perception. When your threshold for your detect magic is four. Seven and nine. Nice. I got a two. And a four. Four perception. Okay, so you... Because you it was either perception or I was also going to add machinery knowledge because I'm assuming there's a lot of machinery around. Hmm. Yeah, well, like, I'd, I'd take machinery knowledge over okay. perception itself because certain then things would interest you more. It's a three and a five. There you go. So you, you all succeed. So I'll go around in a circle. Leon, you detect a bunch of magic from the armor... Around you is uh, like anti-magic. It gives off basically the opposite of of a magical aura, um, and it, it's armor you've seen before. It's magic resistant. Um, some of the arms and limbs that are like hanging up have small capacitors in them with like the remnants of magic. They're they're kind of basically empty. Um, the two massive capacitors in the back are glowing bright as fuck to you. Um, and obviously you get the auras generally from Jane, Terry, and yourself. Jane, you see all manner of fucking things. There is, like, from what I've described already, there are... You know, the the limbs, there's armor, there's small, like, mechanical... There's, there's, like, blades with mechanical things attached to them. There are, like, different kinds of capacitors all around. Um, You also see um, some, like, hanging chests with plugs in them. Um... And there's, there's just, like, as, as you kind of are looking around, you can see a lot of polysystems. There's, this, this place is like a web of just shit everywhere. But as, as you're looking around, it's weirdly organized, but it's like organized chaos. Uh, in the corner, you see a full mechanical humanoid. And you've never seen one of these before. I go up to it. Okay. I'll get to that in a second, because he's still coming down. Um, Jamie, yours was machinery knowledge. Yes. You... The the systems that you see are well beyond any of the, like, fully clockwork or mechanical things that you've got in the docks. Most of the things are 
magically powered. Okay. Um, so they're a little bit beyond you. Yeah. Um, there is like one massive, like it, it looks like just a big box, and you see on the like one the upper outside of of this box is like gears which would twist the entire box itself, and you f- like from looking at it you can only like it it looks like one of the legs from a hopper, but mm-hmm. massive. Okay. Do I recognize this? from any of the blueprints that I got from uh, Brian's uh, study? Um, Brian's study had one blueprint which was basically one of the magical capacitors. Mm. So if you, you've got a plethora of them in front of you. Some of them are in bits, so you could okay. actually have a look and see what bits go where and how one of these would go together. Yeah, but the one that I have is the about the capacitor, not to do with any of the things that I see around me. No. Okay. But most of the um like you you'd see most of most of the armor and things are stamped with a like brand which is like a little logo from the the smithy yeah. himself. And Yeah, cuz I cuz I assume as well that the armor that I have was made by him. Yeah. The the like stamps on the blueprints are the same. Yeah. So you know for a fact like, that I know, I know, these blueprints I know th- have come yeah. from from him. And okay. Been okay. Okay. Designed by Brian. Cool. As well. Cool. Um, he makes his way down, and all you see first is like this hanging pair of skinny legs, um, and like some sets of like weirdly insectoid like limbs hanging down from basically a swing seat and this very tall, very skinny, pale looking, gothic as all bullshit um, gentleman with like long straight black hair and he's, he's wearing like a full three piece suit with the whole tails and top hat kind of a deal but he's grubby as hell and they're cut off at the sleeves, and he's got two prosthetic arms that are both, like, they're, they're both tools, they're not hands. And one of them is, like, a full-on, like, f- focused flame. It's, it's basically a fucking welder. But none of you guys really know what a welder is, like, in-game. Um, and he's kind of just, like, moving this this... Uh, bicycle pulley thing in front of him and lowering himself down as the balance rope at the other side goes up and he kind of settles in front of Jamie and Quinn and Terry Jane having gone to one corner to have a look at this humanoid thing Yeah, he's not noticed you yet how humanoid is it looking? it looks the size and shape of like an average human person, it's got like the prosthetic arms and things attached to it and the torso of it is is like just bare plate it's um it doesn't show any of the inner workings so all you can really see is it looks like a mannequin with some um prosthetic limbs on it like the the clockworky or magical powered prosthetic limbs yeah i my curiosity is satisfied i turn around and have a look at this spider-like man. So, he lowers himself down and as he, he, like, comes to the ground, the insectoid 
limbs around him kind of like hammock him where he is so he's just just to say off the ground and they form like kind of a seat underneath him and he sits by this desk and says hello customers hello we well yes and no are you buying something we have already bought things man that's not why we're here right now are you selling something we're asking something ask away we heard you've been working with one of the Penwell brothers. Brian, yes. We're currently working with his still alive brother. Yes, terrible, terrible news. I was very sad to find out about him. Yeah, we wanted to find out a bit about what you know about what he was possibly working on before this happened. He's worked on a great many things with me. Yes, but what is the thing that you were last working on? Recently, we've been working on distribution, irrigation for farming, growing. There's a terrible food shortage. We noticed, yes. He was researching into why... Why the food is dying, why crops are failing. Did, Did he, he find, find anything? Jinxed! Um, he... F- was researching. He... Went in hard with his research, I... Sometimes wouldn't see him for days. I mostly just make the machines that he needs. Did you buy, uh, build any machines for this research? I crafted large water containers and I gave him the means to... He has this gift, you see. It's uh, something I've never seen anyone else do before. He can... He can't do magic himself, you see. He he can funnel this sort of non-magic. This this anti-magic. That's what I used to to make the, the armor, you see. He was funneling this into nets draining over a, over a large area. I give a quick look at Jamie like, this sounds familiar. And and I guess I'm gonna take out the blueprint that I have from the, that we got from his uh, study. Alright, which blueprint was that? I should have told you at the time. Capacitor. The capacitor. We oh, just yes. talked about this. Yes, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about this. He very slowly like reaches an arm up and I'm like, and then, does it have to do anything? Does it have anything to do with these? As he reaches his arm up to take the piece of paper off of you, he realizes he's got no hands and that he's got like work tools instead. And he reaches up very slowly. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of like yeah. put it in front of him. Wait a minute. And he slots his arm directly into one of the holes in this chest above him. And like twists his 
like mechanical arm off and then plugs his like socket that's left of his arm into a different socket and pulls out a hand instead and takes the the blueprint off of you. Ah yes, this is an old one. We've updated the capacitors not recently, but since these ones. Okay. The irrigation systems, they were using capacitors like this, but in more of a water containment and distribution setting. Did did you find out, and well, did Brian mention anything about the planet dying? Yes, he was... He was quite insistent on it, really. He said that magic in its purest form was taking something that wasn't ours. The planets dying, the crops are failing. He wanted to try and put magic back into the the surrounding nature. So I created these these tanks to distribute water that had been infused with magic using these grids for it could give as well as take magic distributed in the correct amounts you see was the food shortage what alerted him to do this research to begin with yes but he said the yields even with the magical feeding of the plants the yield wasn't it wasn't sustainable with the cost you couldn't put enough magic into the ground to actually yield enough for it to be sustainable did he say anything about the earthquakes the earthquakes have been going on a long time I'm afraid well even you must have realized they're appearing more frequently I've thought on it but There's nothing I can do, really, until a source of it is found. But did Brian find anything out about it? Not recently. Not that I know of. He never brought it to me. Did he mention something else that could have been disturbing or somehow could have been bothering someone else? Well, the earthquakes bother everyone. I was more thinking something a bit more local. Or something that would justify silencing him. He was a great man, but... He did great things for the entire city. I'm not sure who would want him dead. Well, if this whole food shortage thing could be... Meaning we need to get rid of magic, that could make a bunch of the upper classes not very happy. I would assume so, yes. He sometimes met with... with Buddy from the... the den. The den leader? Yes. Uh, both above and below you, lad. We'll talk about that later. Um, But that was more of a humanitarian outreach. Did he say anything else about the den? He would meet every now and then. He told me he'd go and see Buddy, but there were other people, possibly. 
Do you know who, for example? Anyone that we should be talking to? Not that I'm aware of. Did he mention about any of the people he talked about going missing as well? Like, he was killed, but... Other people working in this area, did they also disappear? Well, my wife's gone missing. Do you know anything about the disappearances? Disappearances? Has this been a regular occurrence? Who is your wife? My wife, Tracy. She operated the smith with me. The forge. She was a lot better than me, really. When did she disappear? Uh, more than a month ago now. Are you telling me that people have been regularly disappearing lately? Oh, people all over the city. You would know generally that, like, there has been, like, suspicion or conspiracy that, like, either the people go missing quite often, and in the lower districts it's like, oh, they must have gone off somewhere and got themselves killed, or the black coats must have them, or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I also assume the black coats. But there have been, like, whisperings that other people have been going missing too. So you're telling me that all over the city people have been going missing, not just in the lower areas? Oh, all over, yes. But it's odd that, well, I suppose they couldn't really cover up Brian going missing if he was he was murdered. They say this this girl Jamie did it. We know for a fact this girl Jamie didn't do it. Hmm. We have actually recently found out somebody else killed him. Did you inform the Black Coats? Currently, the Black Coats might not be very willing to believe us. I see. I have a question. What is that Hello? box you have there? Which one? Like the, the, the one that we saw that you talked about in the beginning. Oh, the, the foot yes. kind of a thing. Oh, this. I was commissioned by the Circle to make this. What circle? The circle of friends? Yes, you know of them? We've, We've heard. heard about them, but we don't know much about them. Well, they're a high society... Hmm, tinkerers, I think. They're, they ask for strange things, but they're willing to pay, so I make strange things. What are they asking for? And who is they? Do you know? I don't deal with them directly. Brian brings me... Well, he brought me the commissions for the, the, the machines. They wanted these mannequins, you see, and he points like backwards to this uh, humanoid-like machine. What is its functions? Well, I only really built them to... House the, the limbs and things. Maybe a, a tailor wanted to get some moving mannequins or something. You've been making all of these magical or anti-magical things, right? Yes. Can you do magic yourself, then? I can manipulate magic. It's, uh... With, with Brian giving me a small and steady supply of his anti-magic, I'm able to make the armor and the the nets he wished for. 
supply by Brian? Does that still work? How does that function in general? I mean, like... Well, you see the capacitors and he, he like, brings over a dull capacitor to you. And uh, he brings out, a, like, adapter. These things allow you to store magic and use it later. But how do you manipulate that? Well, I have a store of magic, you see. And he points at the massive tanks behind him, like the massive capacitors. And I can funnel them into things. You said you store anti-magic. Yes, Brian's anti-magic. But I'm afraid I won't be able to make much more armor if I don't have a supply. How much would you pay someone if they could supply you with that? Oh, I'd give them a few stacks at least. But coming back to this manipulation... Yes, it's like a flow of water. You can direct it somewhere, or I can, but I can't really produce any. I am magical in myself, as everyone is, really. There's no difference between me and the next man. But my speciality... It would be really funny if you would point at me. Just (laughs) very randomly. Yeah. He does that. (laughs) There you go. There's there's your moment. (laughs) I'm as magical as the next man, but I can't substantially produce any outburst of magic. I can direct it. So if I do this and I'm trying to like summon a bubble of water over my hand how would you redirect it he puts his hand out to you and like the water just disperses and like from his other like now tool down in his his, uh, like left arm he like throws like a, a spray of water on the floor I couldn't have produced that on my own but you supplied me with the magic you see I am a bit mind-blown, and I'm just standing there, thinking of the possibilities. Jane, you stand there smiling, thinking, Hello, fellow thief. Hmm? Pretty much. Hmm? And I have I have another question. Could you possibly help me fix my armor? It depends what armor. Did I make it? Yes. Let me take a look. I guess I take it off. Okay. And give it to him. He, like lowers these like goggles from the top of his top hat and has a decent look over oh there are linings inside of these armor you see it's um which um which bit of armor did you minus from was it magic or was it physical 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 they seem to still be intact so it should defend against most magics to a certain point these things always have a best buy date, but seems you just need some of the metal reforging. You've got a big, a big dent and a hole here. Yes, I can see that. The thing is, I can't solve it because I am not a blacksmith. I see. You need to find a blacksmith, then, don't you? Yes. Aren't you one? Could you possibly do it? You said you weren't buying anything. 
I wasn't. I she said maybe. This person didn't. I said yes and no. I know no one said I wasn't buying anything, <laughs> and I am not. Well, if you're paying for a repair, I can do that now. Okay. How much is it? <laughs> I don't it, know. It's it's like a stack to get your your thing okay. repaired. Like it cost you two stacks to to buy it when you uh, when we're doing character creation. So yes. it's basically at half health to get it back up to normal health. You're gonna have to pay basically half the cost. Um. So he like takes it away, and you see him like flick through different tools with this this chest of arms he's got, and he steadily and slowly like takes the damaged bits of armor off and like the metal plating underneath the bits, and he like takes out a already forged bit, and he turns to you and says, "You're lucky we still have some of these old model pieces in stock." And he fixes it together, and it like it settles in place, like where where the old plate should be, and like he gives you back basically a brand spanking set of armor. Yeah. Are you willing to create new things as well? Well, it depends if you've got the plans for them. I can create great things, you know. I'm afraid I don't. I'm just wondering. Can you also enhance magic? The output of magic is always as much as you put in. But you can store a great deal of magic. And he kind of taps the capacitor that he showed you earlier. All right. Well, I might come back to you about something then. My, my door is always open. If a bit blocked. People manage. At this point, you see Terry like walk up from behind you and slam his his uh duffel bag on the counter oh wow you want us to open it terry no you want him to open it yes leslie would you be so kind and open the duffel bag okay and he opens it up and pulls out like a box with a crank on the side of it and a capacitor on top, and it's got like a plate jutting out of one side with a chain wrapped around it. Oh, this is delightful. It's got a few... Hmm. This hasn't been very well maintained, boy. And he like picks it up and cranks the side, and the like from the crank the capacitor glows and this thing revs faster and faster and it's a fucking chainsaw <laughs> oh my god um he, he places it down and looks at uh terry and says this, this will cost for a couple of cogs to be replaced and it it needs oiling and terry kind of just shoves a bag of coins on the desk and Leslie just takes this this chainsaw away and gets to work on it. Comes back like five minutes later. So you've got five minutes if you want to do anything. Um, I don't. Yeah, me neither. No more questions you want to ask? Uh, oh, then my question we should well, ask. Well, I, 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 I kind of want to say to him, I might come back later and have a word with you. Okay. Because I think I have something that I can give you if it would be helpful. 
Remember to get paid for it, love. Sure. Well, I buy things as well as sell my services and sell my stock. Mm. And he places the chainsaw back in the bag and, like, shakes a little can of oil at Terry, who's like, yes, please. <laughs> Puts the oil can <laughs> in the bag as well and zips it up and oh. passes it back to Terry, who, like, slings it over his shoulder and is very, like, protective of it. There is the cutest, weirdest, scariest shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else, or...? I don't think so. But what did I just realized? Why why do you need to know all of this? We're trying to find out what happened. To to Brian or To Brian. Are you Wh- going in search of any people? We'll look into the missing people if it has something to do with this as well, yes. I can tell you if you find anything about Tracy. Tracy Smith. Tracy Smith. Yes, she's she's very good at smithing. I'm shocked. Um, Frightfully surprising. (laughs) Lovely. Um, She wears all dark clothes like me, you see. I see, Leslie. She responds to Tracy. I assumed as much. Yes. (laughs) Good, good. But if if we have any more uh, questions or information we can give you, we will come back. Oh, right. One quick, quick thing. Have you seen anything about the other Harrison brother looking for Brian? Oh, Gary? Yes. Um, no, I've not heard anything of him. He, God forbid, he might have perished when Brian did. Thank you. Let's go, guys. You're welcome, I suppose. They Thank do a you so much. I'll bow we'll see and you walk through the door. Again, soon. And then just leave. Can we just please do a slight time skip now? Like, yeah. get back, you, meet, oh yeah. and... You get back to your, like, safe house, I assume? Yeah, but How, I actually okay. think I go to a different one. Okay. Like, you can question, totally go. Because my question is, here is, like, what time is it, and how much time do we have to meet Sly? Like, you, you've basically spent a few hours getting your ass up to the Middle District, getting all this stuff, like, this information... And sorting things out and getting your ass back. So it's it's nearing time to go meet Sly. Um, but if you need to do something, you're well within your right to go and do it. Can we just say we go to the closest safe house I have to where we were when we left the blacksmith? Yeah, yeah. And Jane. Yes. I'm sorry. Do you have one of your kids that could help me with something? One of my kids? Yes. You take care of kids, right? I do. What Is, would you need help with? I just want one of them if they can check in on my grandmother we can go t- um because i can't go back there they're I, still looking for me i give these to the address on the safe house and i go to a different safe, safe house that actually includes my kids yeah because i'm not sending these two idiots to them am i um that's the, why i asked yeah i go to one of them, pla- them places and give them the address of where her grandmother is staying and like check out check up on her and then i go with them okay um so you you do that and you go back to the first safe house with uh, jamie and quinn in it and i guess you all get ready to go to this fight pit i change my clothes a lot okay um describe them for me 
I am currently wearing worker pants, uh, tank top. I'm also wearing uh, a wig, I think, mm-hmm. that isn't grey hat. Probably in a different color than I had when I was young, like a slightly darker brownish. Okay. Uh, suspenders, because it's a pretty wide tank top. Mm. Um, arms full on display, thank you. All of the tats out. I won't make you roll a deception, because you're basically disguising yourself as the real Jane, yeah. pretty much. However, this real Jane hasn't been seen in town for over ten years. Yeah, okay. But I also have a question. How did Sly knew it was me and Quinn, if we were in disguise? You were followed for days. Oh, true. Well, for a good I couple of days, I had a brain fart anyway. on that one. Yeah. Deception Does... roll? No, no, you don't need one, because you're basically disguising yourself as you. Yeah, but nobody knows how this looks anymore. Yeah, I mean, pe- people who knew you back then will be like, oh my god, is that fucking Jane? But, you know, it's it's not really disguise. No, So really. I, w- I won't make you roll for it. Um, anything else you want to do before you go meet Quinn? Is Terry following us into the safe house? No, Terry stays outside... And whenever you look out the window, he's just kind of kicking a fucking stone at the end of the road. I guess he's just there. Before I'm going into the safe house, I'm just kindly asking him, Terry, why do you need that bag? It's for protection. (laughs) (laughs) Protection from who? Anyone. Don't you think that's a little Please bit Please don't too use much? it on us. Does any um, of these two react to me suddenly being covered in tattoos? I don't, think you, I don't, I don't, don't ask me. We've don't seen th- you yet. I don't think we, you have arrived yet. No. You're still like, on the other safe house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This would be when like <laughs> Terry's just kind of stopped outside the thing as, as you guys are going to go. I get now go to the safe house these two are at okay. dressed yeah. like this. Yeah. The, Mostly the thing that I'm I'm doing is making sure that uh, some of my body parts are like very like tight, kind of like especially my so chest you, area. You wear tight clothes so that people are aware you're not wearing armor, kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like making sure, like for example, like my breast area and stuff like that is like very like packed in. Shit so isn't I don't. Yes. Yeah. Like prepare myself for the fight. For, for the fist fight. Yeah. Yes. Cool beans. Um, yeah. When you you were gonna you were talking to Terry. Yeah. I was just asking him like, would you mind not using that on us ever? Maybe. Don't give me a reason to. What would a reason be then? I protect interests of slies. And, and what riders. are her interests with us right now? Keep you alive till the fight. Till the fight. I also okay. I also assumed that while I was at that sa- other safe house, I made four very simple sandwiches. Not as fancy as the ones Harry Harrison did, but something slightly nourishing at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you all make your way to... So they, now we they also... Still, they've still seen me, so... Yep. See Jane. RP, you seeing Jane in her tank top tatted... Like, just, um, actually, I think these should roll a perception check of me walking up, like, if they actually recognize me. Do it. Okay. I'm gonna give you... What, what do you think then, Sarah? One, two, or three difficulties. This is a fucking three, man. Come three, on. I hate you. <laughs> 
Because I'm going to fail this so hard. Your threshold is a 14. I got a 1 and a 6. Nice. I got a 5 and a 3. Like, I was nice. going to fail regardless. Neither of you recognize this woman, like, strutting up to you until she says hello and you recognize Jane's voice. And then there's Jane, tatted up to fuck in front of you. Hello, children. I look shocked. Oh, shit. No, wasn't it Jamie doing the fist fighting? She is. I hand both of you and Terry a sandwich and I started eating one. Let's go. I you go to Slightly the surprised. Eyebrows raised, but I guess I follow with the revelation of Terry having the chainsaw <laughs> and Auntie Jane being tattooed as fuck. This She's buff. What is a Quinn... very promising evening. What, what does Quinn feel? <laughs> <laughs> does he feel out of his depth? Like he's, he's really not sure himself right now. Like, like I honestly don't know at the moment, I think. Like he's tumbled into a world of lies and danger. I've been in one before, but this one is just slightly oh. weirder. <laughs> this, this one's not so like... It plugging. holds less money, so it's worse. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. You make your way to the meeting place with Sly, and Sly takes you to, like, across the docks to a different warehouse. Takes you basically underneath the warehouse, and you hear, like, a roaring of crowd. And you enter a circular fight pit where it's, it's leveled, so as you walk in, you're in the highest rung. And there are seating in this, in this circular fashion going all the way down to a dirt fight pit and two like workers two of the dock workers are punching the ever-loving fuck out of each other and it's like a proper like meat slapping meat roar of the crowd everyone going wild there's two in, in like the uppermost section of these like descending seats um and the seats aren't really seats they're just like stone cut away like circular descriptions yay at the top there's two like boxes and they're basically the vip boxes as it were they are shittily made of poor quality wood but they are separate from all of the like roaring crowd they're and fancy looking but shit quality yeah you look over to one box and there is a bald butch looking dude in a suit and as you look over to the other box there is Sly who has noticed you Run, roll, and uh, is then, waving then, is then waving knowledge. at Quinn do I by any chance recognize this dude in the other box uh, you could all roll me a den knowledge which I don't have this is why I, I said do this is a brain roll yeah. What's my threshold? Your threshold is a nine. <laughs> One and a five. Ten. Nine. I just critically failed with two fives. Okay, cool. You got so. an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you critically fail a skill... Don't you have. don't just fail, like the opposite of what you want to happen happens. So you try and recognize this dude, and you're not even fucking looking at him now. Like cool. you just fucking I, I, I was I was trying to 
figure out someone else who's yeah, sitting like, right next to there's, him. There's a dude next to him and you're like, which one's the fucking important one? Like, I... <laughs> They're both bald. It's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jane, you know that is Buddy. He is the leader of the den, the gang that runs the docks and is in direct opposition to the Blackcoats. Has he noticed me? He is looking at the fight and has not noticed you. But you, Quinn specifically is being waved over by Talifax in the other box and doesn't really, like, hasn't clicked that it's Jamie and um, Jane stood next to him. I but start walking with him towards sees, him. Sees Quinn and Terry and is waving I'm you over. I'm walking over, yeah. I'm following. Yeah, same. I'm so glad you could make it. Oh, I... Hello, Sly. Jean, you are looking strange. Or should I say interesting? That is... <laughs> where did you get choices. all these tattoos? And she, she like lifts your hand up and starts like inspecting up your arm of all these tattoos. You don't know everything about this city yet, love. Well, I'm on my way to finding out. Oh, mm. what's that one from? I'm going to guess this is probably way before your child was even existing. Well. Right, are you guys ready to discuss what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. So, will you be winning this fight or are you going to throw it for me? I don't know. Well, you better find out. I, Have I a can't think. promise anything. Like, it, as with fights, like it's never a done deal. I can try my best, but I can't guarantee something that I'm not 100% sure of. I'm just gonna, like, gently tap her shoulder, and while trying to do so, I'll try and give her a magical boost. Okay. How so? Well, describe to me what what kind of magic and what buff you're actually trying to give. Also, would this be legal in the fighting system? You've not asked that yet. He's just trying to do it. True. So. I, like, I thought you were going to talk to Sly and ask, like, what are the rules? <laughs> well, otherwise, I'm going to ask. I'm trying not to be super obvious about it anyway, but I don't even know, and she didn't mention any rules towards that. So, right. Tell me what you're trying to do, and we'll see if you do it. Basically, you're on the same... You're four, aren't you? <laughs> like I did before when I was trying to heal myself and uh, unintentionally overhealed myself, yeah. like being as an energy booster or just... An energizer in general. So you're trying to heal her, basically. Yeah. Like, she's at full health and you're trying to overload her. Yeah. Okay. Roll me your magic, then. How, how, how many are you trying to heal her by? I guess one, just because I don't know what exactly I'm doing. Okay. I just um, feel like it might be good. Okay. Your threshold's a nine. Well, 13 and five. Okay, so you feel the energy go through you, and... Something you tells me it's end up in, Z- in Jane and not me. It doesn't. That would be really funny. You're, you're like, literally full contact, hand-touching on, on Jamie's back, and you pass through, like, the healing magic that you know, and it passes through you and into Jamie, and you feel it pick up, and then, like, it's gone. Jamie, you kind of feel a little energized, but nothing mechanical has happened. Hmm. 
Well, I thought that would make the decision easier if I well. either fail or succeed. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you hit a midway through, so. But I mean, I can try to win, but I can a hundred. You basically guarantee. feel like someone's giving you a shot of espresso. Okay. But that's about it. That's about it. So. Okay, this is out of game. Guys, do you think I should win or lose? Win. For yeah, folks come on. Sake, we'll You're not playing to lose. Okay, fine. What? What did you say? You're playing to lose, apparently. You're not oh, okay. playing to lose. Oh, you're ah. not playing Obviously. to lose. There you go. Okay, fine. Let's go for the win. Yeah. Right, you're going for the win. I would... Yeah. I don't know who you're going up against just yet, but... Um, hmm. There are certain rules. And you... I'll leave it to you to decide. Basically, there's no armor in the ring. It's an open fist fight until one of you is unconscious. We don't do to the death matches. Not really. Special occasions. Um, I Just for Christmas. <laughs> I can magically buff you if you would like, but it is very much against the rules. Uh, I'll leave that up to you. But if you are caught... If you're caught with... A magical buff. They tend to take something off of you. An ear, a tongue. I assume this much. So... How obvious are these magical buffs? Well... That depends. Out of character, the... Magical buff will either proc or not. Um, the role will depend on how the person in the ring acts. Uh, so it'll be basically an accuracy role kind of a thing. To if, if you were given super speed all of a sudden, you would either, if you were clever about it and accurate about it, pace yourself yeah. and win... Or you'd go, oh shit, someone's giving me super speed and automatically go, boomf! And people would go, oh shit, that person's cheating. Um, so it's, it's that kind of, like, you're going to have to roll for how stealthy Clever. it's going to be. Um, but it's up to you. You've been given this proposition, Jamie. Um, there will but be if no I am caught, I get into trouble. Uh, I'd say having your nose cut off is a bit of trouble, yes. I'd rather go without... Okay, that's up to you. That's I, up to I, you. I'm pretty sure the other one, whoever it is, it's not going to play fair, but I, I have a moral compass and I'd rather play fair. Okay. Good for you, love. Um, she... I have a moral compass, just deal with it. Get the two shoes. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> she totters off and speaks with a guy like lower towards the ring who is like sat at the edge of the ring with some description of a desk in front of him. He's got papers and he's like taking money and he's placing bets from people on things. And you see her walk down. She leaves you in the box and she goes and has a word with him. And when she comes back up, she kind of smiles at you happily and says, 
Okay, your fight is gonna be very shortly. Uh, apparently, you will be going up against Slab, who is Buddy's bodyguard over there, and she points to the opposite box, and you see the guy sat down with the like ruggedy suit on. Um, his bodyguard next to him is about twice as wide as him, and he is, as his name suggests, a fucking slab of meat. He is the broadest fucking dude you've ever seen. Um, Look at that, a walking wall. <laughs> he is. He's lovely. Um, <laughs> and I've just put money on you to win, so you said you were going to try your hardest. If yeah. you fail, I will not be telling you who killed you Might know as well. who. So. Going to try my hardest to win. Well, a lot of money is riding on it. So. You do your best, and she claps you on the back and then sits down to watch the fight. Do you guys need to do anything before you go into the fight? I look around the room and see if I recognize anyone. Okay, roll me a perception. Happy to. What's my threshold? Your threshold is a nine. These dice are really, really good. Twelve. I hate them. And please use another one. <laughs> another set when I'm fighting. <laughs> That's another twelve. Two oh, twelves nice. in a row. Oh my so God. take yourself a skill mm. and put it in your pocket. You're not the only one with good dice, alright, man? <laughs> I'm changing my dice at the request of Joanna. Let's hope they're bad. Because <laughs> these ones were too good. You can help all you like. I set my dice out on the, my TV table before every, like, in the morning of every day that yeah. we record, and I leave them all on sixes, just to fuck with you guys. <laughs> and they sit there all day, absorbing the power of I the six. I hate it. <laughs> Anyhow, I had a full... You had a full success with the... Was it... Did you roll twelves? Uh, I rolled two tens with two added tenths two. Two you think. Right, so you look around the room, and you see a couple of people who you know are the like you see a parent here or there from people who pay your like ring of of child carers um so you know some of these people in here you look after their kids you see one man who you recognize was talking to aaron slacks on the day of the protest well then I sneak out. I'm not going to go talk to him, but I will stand around in stealth mode. Okay, cool. Um, I'm not going to get you to roll a stealth, because everyone's looking in the center of the ring, and you're standing by a wall, and that's not uncommon for people to do. So, you observe. He is just with the crowd, shouting and hollering and booing, you know, certain combatants and yelling when others get a good hit in. He's not really doing much at all. He's just enjoying the fights. Do you do anything else? I would like to check whether Slab is being, well, basically buffed by any magic right before he enters the ring, or the pit, rather. He probably is. Okay. Do you want to detect magic? Yeah. Okay. Your threshold's at six. That's a twelve. And that's a nine. Ooh. So, you go into detective mode. <laughs> uh, you see the 
dull aura of every single person in this room apart from Jamie. Um, you feel like Terry's eyes burning into the back of your head. Um, and as Slab is like undressing partially to get ready for the fight and wrapping his um, uh, his fists in like a bit of bandage and things like that and he's like just generally trying to work himself into a bit of a, a frenzy you see no magic pass between anyone and him at all so does that mean there is no success, magic working he's, he's not been buffed by anyone he's not being currently healed by anyone and yeah it, it, for all intents and purposes you see that he is not okay. like taking any buffs I will try and keep my eyes on him for that sake. Okay, excellent. And yes, I wanted to do something else. Okay. Shoot. I quickly go to the what I assume is something close to a bar. Okay, yeah. Uh, not to drink, but I buy a tankard of something that looks drinkable. Okay. Hold it and then go up to the man that I noticed were close to and I say, who did, who did you bet on? Um, as the fight's drawing to a close, he kind of looks up at you over his shoulder and he, he looks you up and down with puzzlement and he's like, oh, one in the, one in the blue there. Oh, he's, he's, he, he won last night, but you know, he's, he's taking a bit of a beating tonight. I'm fucking gonna lose some money, aren't I? Who'd I, you bet on? I bet on the next match. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. You got any tips? Hmm. I think Slab might have met a challenger in this one, actually. Oh, Slab's fighting? Uh -huh. Oh, fucking hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love betting on Slab. Wins often, does he? Oh, he wins all the fucking time. He's, he's, his odds are shit, because, like, you know, pretty good percentage he'll win, so, you know, you don't get much of a return, but... I need something to, to feed the family, don't I? Ah, oh, fair enough. By the mm. way, what's your name, lad? Oh, Bruce. Not Bruce. Bruce is the dog. Fuck. Um, think of a name. Oh, it's Dave. This is Dave. <laughs> Hello, my name's Dave. I mean, you can always have someone called Bruce. Doesn't need to be no, just the a dog. No, the dog was Bruce. Okay. Mm. <laughs> people call people named to dog, so... Yeah. Just call him Ben. Ben Dover. <laughs> We're not in the brothel yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave. Dave. Nice to meet you, Dave. I'm Ellie. All right. Well, if you think this uh, this person who's facing off against Slab's a bit of a challenger, what 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 are they like? Big, like a proper tall woman. Oh, woman. Uh huh. All right. Hmm. He might be a bit hesitant. Well, we'll see, won't we? How much do you reckon? Do you want to do a private bet, me and you? Half a stack? Yeah, I'll put half a stack on it. I'll get... Well, yeah. Half a stack if, 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 if Slab wins. And if, if your girly wins, I'll give you half a stack. Gotcha, lads. Hold out the arm. You know. Yeah. Right, right. I'm just going to go get a drink. But you take a seat. Save, save my seat and we'll, we'll, we'll watch the next fight. Gotcha, man. And on that, the fight begins. You're called down from the box and... The like dull candlelight from from the outer ring of this uh, yeah this this fight pit. It's like it shines up 
onto like a large glass pane in the in the roof, uh, which is like basically shining light down into the center of the ring. So the center of the ring is illuminated pretty good. Um, and you step into the ring, and the guy at the desk, having you know taken all bets, uh, introduces you. He's like the and what was the name you gave? Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm really bad at coming up with names. <laughs> um, Jane. Just name yourself. Uh, name Jane. yourself. Jane. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Slap. And <laughs> That could be fun. No, I'm just going to go with Jane. Fuck it. We'll be There's more people called Jane in the city, you know? And as you both step into the ring... He kind of like leans in closer to both of you. Says, right, one good clean fight. Any magic or any bullshit like that. You will be taken out back and kneecapped. Slab, you've, you, you, you know the rules, right? And Slab nods and kind of opens his mouth. And you can see his tongue has been cut out. Yeah. And he like fully like, like, dips down on his haunches like fists to the ground and prepares himself and the guy behind the desk is like and Jesus (laughs) at that slab comes absolutely fucking thundering towards you okay and I want you to make me a metal roll what is my threshold? your threshold is nine Need to see if I can add things to this, but I don't think cool. I can. Um, is this brawl? I would say it's brawl, but brawl is force, not brawl is uh, force. Add your fearless. Yeah, add your fearless I was to add it. That one. Yeah. So I got add your fearless to it. So I have a ten. Okay, cool. What's your other one? An eight. Okay, so as he's running towards you, he tries to grapple you. Like, fully rugby tackle kind of clothesline yeah. you into the back wall. And... Wall? Hmm? Is it like a cage or...? No, it's, it's the, the circular pit itself oh, is yeah, like yeah, yeah. dipped down. And he th- like slams you against the back wall. Um, so you are basically like pinned. And for the next like round of mm-hmm. combat, as it were, you'll get disadvantaged. Okay. Which involves me rolling another dice. So, what do you do? I'm going to try and get myself out of the hold. Okay. And uh, you, you can attack him from where you are. You could, if you wanted to. Him. But if you want to spend your action breaking it and no, like, I wanna, pushing him away. No, I want to break it, but at the same time, can I try and break it by trying to uh, punch him in the ribs? Okay, so you undercut him in the ribs. Yeah. To from, try and escape. From yeah, right, okay. Your Oh my Jesus motherfucking Christ. You told me to switch the dice, right? Oh my god, is it bad or good? I don't know. I've got two sixes and a five. Someone calculate for me. That's like seventeen or something. Yep. That is seventeen. There's no way I can get that. So you try and undercut him. Do you want me to I see want you to roll because yeah, I want I to see if roll. you critically fail. That's an 11. Okay. And, well, I need to roll again because it, it got into a really weird place. Oh, yeah, yeah. And a five. Okay, so you don't critically fail. No, thank God. You try and punch 
up on his ribs and you feel like your arm just falls short because he's got your arm like fully slammed up against your 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 own ribs and as he as you know he he reacts uh you push up and he fully like suplexes you backwards so he bends fully backwards and he lifts you off the floor and slams you face first into the ground and you take a one damage okay and we're gonna end the episode there, oh my Joanna. god i hate you he's got the other hand i know get ready guys damn it the what crowd the is going fucking insane okay why well just because okay you should have kicked him. You should not have tried to punch him in that situation. You should so much have kicked him. Come on! <laughs> okay. To be fair, he had advantage on you from that first one. He did. So, he did. like, the next one, he's not going to get advantage. Yeah. So, the guy next to you, Jane, Dave is loving this. He's like, oh, it's a bad start for you. It's a bad start for you. You'll see, man. You'll see. So, any closing comments? <laughs> Uh, I am 100% gonna try to trick this man to tell me what the fuck Aaron's doing. Oh, I I bet you are. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Is that your closing comment? Mm. <gasps> yes. Quinn? Not much to see here, just afraid of the chainsaw. <laughs> Well, he has his eyes on you. Like as 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 James described it, he you feel his eyes burning on you. That's not because he can't look at you at this point, love. Yeah, well, he, he only gets, was supposed to like uh, keep us alive well, until he, we get to the fight. Well, he's seeing slab. Yeah, like, I was gonna say he's seeing slab being like running around this ring on his own. And he's, yeah. he's very confused. That's what I was gonna say. Right. Well. That's it for this episode. So it's going to be a goodbye from them. Bye. Bye. And a goodbye from me until next time when Dice Performance returns to play Moon's Edge. You've been listening to Dicey Performance, part of Umeå Theatre Company and Folk University Theatre. Edited by Lynn Olson. Produced by Joanna Velosa. Art by Sarah Gustafsson. PR by Alex Rada. And project managed by Jakob Safsten. Smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe. You already hit record, didn't you? You asshole. You big old I, asshole. As soon as I hit record, he's starting with his shenanigans. I was about to say recording. And oh. he just does the whole well, thing. And then he just dies continuing. So, Lovely. You know, let's, opening. let's leave a silent bit so Lynn can do good editing. Thank you, Lynn.